When you have the skills for a virtual assisting business, you can start any business you want. Hey guys, it's Jazzy, and I'm beyond thrilled to welcome you back to the First Hustle and Brunch podcast, the show that brings you expert insights and practical advice on all things related to the online business world. It's hard to believe that it's been one year since I first launched this podcast. I'm so honored to have had so many incredible guests join me, and I'm so excited for what's to come. We've also been able to reach over 70 different countries and are in the top 15% of most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. I never could have imagined the impact this podcast would have on the community, and I'm just getting started. We have new episodes coming weekly through the fall, and let me just say, we're bringing the heat. Starting with today's episode, where we're diving deep into a potential side hustle or business that has so much potential, how to become a virtual assistant. Jessica Newman is the owner of Virtual Elite Management, a full-service virtual assisting and social media management company. She'll be shedding light on what it takes to become a successful virtual assistant. You'll learn how to harness your unique skills to attract and serve your dream clients and build a thriving business that aligns with your values and gives you the freedom you crave. Jessica knows her stuff and she keeps it real, which I love. So without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. So Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started as a virtual assistant. I know you also spent some time in the corporate world. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So I, like you said, I did have a corporate job. I was what people would call now like a corporate girly, just trying to climb (laughs) the ladder, you know, have that high paying executive job. I started, you know, out of college in administrative assistant, executive assistant, And ultimately, I worked my way into the payroll and HR world. And that's where I was for the last 10 years up until I quit my corporate job. I started this virtual assistant thing because honestly, it seems so aligned with what I do. And I had never even heard of it before, which is kind of crazy to me because I've done lots of side hustles and things like that. And some of them made a little bit of money. Some of them made no money. But I always just had this desire of number one, having multiple streams of income. But number two is creating something where I could make money and have flexibility and freedom. I knew that it was possible. I just wasn't sure how I could get there. Mm -hmm. And I saw one day on TikTok, this girl saying she was a virtual assistant and wondering, what the heck is that? I think I could do that. It's virtual and assistant, two things that are a yes for me. (laughs) So I started researching it and found out that I could totally do that. And I just hit the ground running with skills that I already had, things that I was doing in my corporate job, things that I was Mm -hmm. doing in my everyday life. And I just turned it into a business. I grew it alongside my corporate job. And when it got to the point that I had enough clients, me and my husband made the decision that go ahead, like, let's like quit your job and see where this goes kind of thing. So it it really spiraled, honestly, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I quit my job within five months after starting the business. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask how long were you doing both at the same time and how challenging was that? And then, you know, how long did it take you? to? Yeah, I was doing it for technically I was doing it for a little bit more than five months because when I quit my job, my the job at the time wanted to keep me on as like a part time contractor. So I was still doing a little Mm -hmm. bit of work for them. But full time, I was doing it for five months. 
in the beginning, it was no problem because I only had one, two, maybe three clients. Mm -hmm. But then I was getting more and more discovery calls, more and more people wanting to sign, more and more people reaching out to me. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, I only have so many hours in my day because I'm working nine to five. So it was either wake up early in the morning, work after work. And just as a side note, I did work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't go into an office. I worked from home or working on the weekends. And I made it work. It was a hustle. I will not lie. Like it felt stressful. There were things like there was no more Netflix binging at night. There was no (laughs) more, you know, just chilling on the weekend when my kids were napping. It was I was working. I was working on my business. And it it did get kind of stressful at the end because it felt like, gosh, I want to keep growing, but I just don't have the time. I don't have the capacity. And you have to remember, I'm a mom of two boys mm-hmm. and my husband has a very demanding job. So the the ladies who know, they know. Like <laughs> if your husband has a super demanding job, that puts a lot more on your plate. And mm-hmm. I wasn't a stay-at-home mom. So you add all those things together, plus trying to grow this business, it felt like I was being squeezed out. And my husband realized that. And that's when we had the discussion, like either I'm going to stop taking clients and continue to work a corporate job and not grow this or quit and let's see where it goes. Yeah. Well, it seems like it paid off. So that's awesome. Congratulations. And especially seeing success so quickly. That's awesome. Love to hear it. Yes. Yes. I was very, very happy about that. Yeah. So what exactly does a virtual assistant do? So there are actually different types of virtual assistants. So you can have a technical virtual assistant, you can have a creative virtual assistant, you can have an admin virtual assistant, and some, like people like myself, do all of those things, right? Mm. I'm not saying that you have to be the jack of all trades, but it is helpful to have some knowledge in all of those different aspects to market yourself to clients. So admin or virtual assistants can do admin assistant type work. So that could look like managing somebody's email inbox, helping them get organized, managing their calendar, booking their appointments, following up with their clients, sending invoices, light bookkeeping, where you're just inputting their expenses. I mean, things that you would generally think of an administrative assistant to do. Mm -hmm. They can also do things more on the personal side. So vacation planning or event planning. So not necessarily that this person has an event planning business, but they may have a business and they just need somebody to help them with other things in their life. Yeah. Then you have people that can do more of the creative or technical side. So creative side would be things such as editing videos or creating graphics for social media or creating logos. I mean, there's a lot of different things on the creative aspect. And with the technical side, you can think of that more like website design, working the back end of a website. Um, email marketing can kind of go between both because you need a little bit of technical, you need a little admin. So yeah. There is a lot that someone can offer. And I think when people think of a virtual assistant, immediately they think uh, admin, right? Maybe answering mm-hmm. emails. Yeah. I don't even do phone calls. I don't, that, that is like a, a no for me. I don't do yeah, inbound or outbound. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and that's for me. That's a personal thing. There are ad, mm-hmm. uh, virtual assistants that will do it. But for me, I'm a no-go on the phone call situation. So yeah. that's just not something I offer, but you could. Um, and I do offer... Through my social media, I compiled a list of like 60 services that somebody could do as a virtual assistant. And many of those are skills that people already have. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people just go to my bio, they download that and they go through it and say like, yep, I could do that. Or yes, I want to do that. Or no, I don't. And that's a really easy way to figure out how or what you could offer. 
Is it important to stick to clients within like a certain niche or they have a certain career or something like that? Does that make you more marketable, I guess? If you say, oh yeah, I only work with like, I don't know, someone high up in the corporate world (laughs) or something like that, you know, or different types of influencers. Right. I think to that, it's, it's really a yes and a no. Because when you're first starting out, you don't want to say, let's say you don't have really very much experience. You don't mm-hmm. want to say, I only help holistic wellness coaches. Mm-hmm. Because you're not an expert in that yet. You're not yeah. there yet. And if you are going to specialize in something, you better really know what you're doing. Because you need to stand out from somebody else that doesn't specialize in that. Can you mm-hmm. do things that they probably don't know how to do? If the answer is no, then you don't want to niche down too specifically. You don't also want to be too broad. You don't want to say, I'm a virtual assistant and I do admin stuff. People like they don't know what that means. Business owners Mm -hmm. don't know. What does that mean? You can do admin stuff. What specifically can you do? So I don't think it's so much about niching down, especially in the beginning. It's just being very clear about what can you do for somebody? Be very specific. Can you can you organize their emails into a certain way to make it more efficient for them? You need to make that known to the clients mm-hmm. through your advertising, through your social media, et cetera. Yeah. So I guess along those lines, if you're going to stick more general, how do you stand out compared to everybody else that does this? I think if you're going to stay more general, what really makes people stand out are the ones that are showing up consistently. So mm-hmm. that are marketing their business consistently that are talking about what they do. Even if you talk about the same five things over and over again, so what? Like they know that you're there. Nobody Mm -hmm. is going to want to hire you. And I I bring up social media a lot because that is how I prefer to get clients and how I get pretty much all of my clients. Now I get a lot of referrals, but when Mm -hmm. I was starting out, they came from social media. This wasn't, oh, I knew people in the industry or I knew a lot of entrepreneurs. No, they were people I didn't even know before I started. But you need to show up consistently. If someone lands on your page and you have not posted in a month, do you think that they're going to hire you? Or you have not, don't have any story highlights. You don't have any regular stories. of like, you have to just be consistently present Mm -hmm. and always touching on a way in which you can help. Even if you don't have clients, act like you do have clients. What would you do for them if they were in a certain situation? How would you help them? Show examples. I think what makes people stand out is when they're consistent and they make their presence known. No mm-hmm. one's going to hire you if you're hiding in a corner. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And we'll get mm-hmm. into more marketing marketing tips too. So for these people that are looking for virtual assistance, what are some of the benefits of hiring a VA? So if you're looking for a virtual assistant, there are definitely a lot of benefits. And I, to me, I would say the biggest one is it's a great way to get help in your business without having that long-term commitment, right? So even if you hired somebody, let's say part-time, maybe you don't necessarily need somebody 10 hours a week. You might only need somebody like two or three hours a week, but Mm -hmm. who's really going to want to go get a job that you only need them two hours a week? Like you're not going to get, and if you do get people, they're probably not going to be quality candidates, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're committing to paying somebody 10 hours a week when maybe you don't need them for the full 10 hours a week. You got to go through the full hiring process, you know, advertising the job, 
going through all this rigmarole, and then also you have to think of uh, unemployment taxes, insurance. Even if you're not offering benefits, these are still things that employers have to incur the cost unless you're hiring them as a contractor, mm-hmm. which is what a VA is, right? A VA yeah. is a contractor. So they don't have to pay those types of uh, taxes and fees and everything. And they can hire the VA for what they need because typically these VAs have other clients. So you only need me two hours a week? Great. Let's do a five-hour package or let's do a certain package that's going to work for your needs. Mm -hmm. If they need more time, they can buy more time. They don't need it. They don't buy it. It just offers that flexibility where they're really maximizing the business financials by hiring somebody that's, you're hiring them for two hours, you know, they're working those two hours. Whereas Mm -hmm. we've all been there. We've all had jobs. It's like, yeah, I work 30 hours a week, but like (laughs) how much work are you doing? Okay. Right. Or or are you like taking a midday shower somewhere in there? Okay. (laughs) So when you hire a virtual assistant, you're really getting your bang for your buck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So I know you mentioned that you worked as an executive assistant. And you kind of took some of those skills to start your virtual assistant business. What are some skills that you think are really helpful for someone who wants to get started as a VA? Funny enough, the skill that is the most helpful, the thing that you really need to have is not even something that you can necessarily learn. And that is the Mm -hmm. ability to be resourceful. If you are not resourceful, you will not succeed in this industry. You have Mm -hmm. to be resourceful. So I was a very resourceful person. I don't, I never needed a lot of handholding at my other jobs. I was very much like, I'm going to try to find the answer quickly. And if I cannot find it quickly, then I will, you know, go to a different source or ask the, the person in charge or whatever. But if you're always like, well, I don't know how to do this. Well, can you show me? Well, can you this? You're not going to you're not going to do good in this type of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but outside of that, I would say the skill that is most helpful is truly knowing how to market yourself, mm. knowing how to market yourself, because you're never going to get clients if you don't know how to do that. Yeah. And that marketing, those skills are something that I also use to help my clients. So it helps me and it helps my clients. Mm-hmm. By knowing how to market your services, market a product in general is, I think, one of the most important skills that you can have in this industry. I know you mentioned social media. So what would you suggest as ways to market your services if you get started in this? And you said that that's one of the best ways that you've been able to find clients. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you've used in the past to get clients? So, of course, also just like word of mouth. So, you know, I told all my friends, all my family, and again, it's sometimes where people will just, they'll say it one time and then they're like, well, I told everybody that I was a virtual assistant, you know, a year ago and nobody, like, they're not going (laughs) to remember, you know, you have to almost sound like a broken record. You know, like when you talk to people, talk to them about, if they ask you, what do you do? Oh, well, you know what? I... I'm a bookkeeper, you know, for a company and I do virtual assisting on the side. It should always be working into the conversation, even if you are not uh, successful yet or have all these clients, it should always work its way into the conversation because one day that person may be talking to somebody they know that's like, man, I really need an assistant. Oh, you know what? I know someone who actually does virtual assisting. Let me Mm -hmm. put you in contact. So it's really just about not just talking about it on social media, but talking about it in person with people yeah. that, you know, even if you think like, well, they're not a business owner, so why would they care? 
you don't know who they know or who, you know, their people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I actually worked as a virtual assistant without really realizing I was doing it. Um, when I before I went to grad school, I was working for this attorney and I was his executive assistant. And when I went to grad school, it was hard for me to leave and hard for him to give me up. <laughs> and he was like, can you keep working, you know, doing some of these things, managing the calendar, you know, yeah. handling emails, whatever, virtually, like while you're in school. And I did that for at least like half the year um, or half the program that I was working and yeah, that was virtual assisting. And I didn't even really realize he was my only client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there is there is definitely a difference. And I think people get this mixed up a lot. There is a difference between a freelance virtual assistant and a virtual assistant or what we would say an assistant that works from home. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because you're an assistant and you work from home doesn't make you a virtual assistant. That makes you an assistant that works from home. Yeah. A freelance, true virtual assistant is a contractor okay so they're not an employee they don't have an employer they don't have a boss Mm -hmm. they are a contractor they make their own hours they make their own schedule they make their own pay rate they decide everything so the best way to think of it is when you bring on a client as a freelancer that is not your boss they are hiring you they are your client they are your client they are not your boss Mm mm-hmm So it's more of an equal relationship versus I'm the boss. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you when to work and what time to be on. It doesn't work like that. So there's definitely a difference between the two. And I think sometimes people are like, well, where can I apply to be a virtual assistant? Well, you don't apply for that. (laughs) You don't apply to be a freelancer. You have to bring in clients. You have to get your own, get your own clients. You don't go apply somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you made that distinction because that's so important. Mm -hmm. So how can someone get started as a virtual assistant and how much time do they need to have available to do this? I know you mentioned, you know, there's some people that might have two to five hours a week to do this. So it doesn't seem like it requires a ton of time if you don't have that much time. But yeah, what what would you suggest? So what I would suggest and what I always tell people when they ask me, like, how do I get started? Like, what are the first steps I have to take? I did make a free class because I was literally getting asked this so much that I (laughs) got tired of repeating myself. So I made like a 45 minute class on the first like five steps that you need to take to get started as a virtual assistant. And in a nutshell, and I go very in depth in this in the class, but in a nutshell, you need to determine what you're going to offer, obviously, like what services Mm -hmm. do you want to do? You need to figure out how much you're going to charge for those services. And you need to figure out like how are clients going to pay you? Right. Like if somebody came to you tomorrow and they're like, I want to work with you, like, okay, uh, how, how can they send you money? How can you send them an invoice? How can you send them in the contract? Those are like the baseline thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Aside from that and, and knowing what kind of services you want to offer and all that, the next thing to get started is, like I said, start telling people what you're doing. Start telling people who you're looking for, how you can mm-hmm. help someone so that you can start possibly bringing in those clients. And the last piece of that is you want to have some kind of framework of how it's going to look like when somebody comes on board with you, right? Like, how are you guys going to share files? Mm -hmm. Um, How are you guys going to communicate? Which FYI, it's not via text message. Okay. We're not doing that. We're not giving people out your phone number. Okay. No. So how how are you going to communicate with this person? How are they going to share their their passwords with you? How are they going to share files with you? Um, those kind of things are the baseline things uh, that you're going to need 
if somebody, because it could be you announce your business and somebody's sliding into your DMs the next day saying, hey, I need a virtual assistant. And you're like, yeah. what? How am I going <laughs> to help this person? Yeah. So just having those baseline things, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but mm-hmm. those are really the key things you need to get started. Services, pricing, and how somebody is going to be able to work with you. Yeah. I was going to ask you what tools and software and programs and things like that that you use most often as a VA. Yeah, what what would you say are the most common ones? The most common ones that I use is Toggle, which mm-hmm. is my time tracking. And there are a lot of options out there. This is just what I personally prefer. So I use Toggle for the time tracking. I use Asana for my project management. And to communicate with my clients, I use Slack. However, I pay for Slack. So I don't mm-hmm. pay for Toggle and I don't pay for Asana. They're free to use. Mm-hmm. But I do pay for Slack because when I first started out, I was using email or I was doing like Boxer, but it's just not ideal. Yeah. And so once I had, basically once I had more than one client, I upgraded and did the paid version of Slack. Yeah, I love Slack. It's so much easier. Mm-hmm. So how much can you earn as a VA? I know we talk pricing and it probably varies significantly based on who you're working with, your experience level and that sort of thing. But can you give us an idea of how much you can make as a VA? Yeah, like you said, it can vary a lot. But I would say a good baseline is as a virtual assistant, you can truly make anywhere from on the lowest low end, like $25 an hour up to $70 an hour Mm. as a virtual assistant. So on average, I would say a really good average is like $35 an hour to do virtual assisting. And then in terms of, like overall, I mean, it's really going to depend how much you work. Like I don't work full time. I do not do like, this is my only job, but I don't do it full time. Right. Because as I mentioned, I'm a mom. So uh, right now I have one of my kids home with me two times a week. So right there, boom, two days, I can't be working really. And then, oh, school holiday. Now it's, I can only work two days. So (laughs) I really try to keep my client load lower so that I'm only working maybe 10 hours a week if that yeah um and because i'm more advanced i charge a much higher rate than somebody that's starting out so 10 hours is fine for me for right Mm -hmm. now yeah that's awesome i love that you have the flexibility to kind of scale up and scale down as you need Mm. based on what's going on in your life so exactly so when you have multiple clients and other priorities how do you manage your time i know you mentioned like you use that platform for time tracking but In general, how do you kind of juggle what your day looks like? So my day looks different all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny because, you know, I'm over on TikTok and I'm always doing, you know, day in the life as a virtual assistant (laughs) and it never looks the same. It's like, okay, today I'm going to Costco and then I'm doing, (laughs) you know, a little bit of client work. And then other times it's like I'm at my computer all day. It Mm -hmm. it does vary. Um, I live and die by my calendar now, which is crazy to me because before this, even when I had my corporate job, nothing was on a calendar other than like meetings that people would send me. Mm-hmm. Everything was in my head. That's oh it. My, gosh. my I head. Know I know when <laughs> I, I don't know, like, girl, I was crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Everything was living up in my brain. My kids soccer, their appointments, my appointments, my to do list, like, I don't know how I was doing it. Now, since I became a virtual assistant, you have to have a calendar like There is no, and not a paper one. It's got to be electronic, okay? (laughs) Planners are out. Google Calendar is in. Mm -hmm. So Google Calendar is everything. I put 
everything like from when I'm going to eat lunch to when I'm going to work out to when I'm going to do my personal stuff. I put it all on my calendar because if it's not on my calendar, anybody can come to the link in my bio and book a call with me. And now all of a sudden I'm busy. Yeah. So I do everything with the calendar, including scheduling when I'm going to work on client work. So mm-hmm. on Mondays, I know, let's say that I don't want to take any discovery calls because I want to be working on my client work. I'll block off three or four hours that day and I'll work on the client work based on my project management software. And mm-hmm. as you bring on more clients, you're going to know, you're going to know uh, you're, who, who's going to need you more, who's going to need you less or when they're going to need you or you get to know your clients and, and it becomes easier to, to manage because yeah. you just, you know. So mm-hmm. although every day doesn't look the same, you're going to have a general vibe of what needs to get done and in what time frame. Yeah. And I know you mentioned doing um, discovery calls. Is that something that you would recommend for somebody that's getting started to do a discovery call? Have that link in yeah. their bio where people can book anytime? Yeah. I mean, it's literally a non-negotiable. Like you mm. have to do them. Yeah. Um, and you have to have a link in your bio. If you don't have <laughs> a way for somebody to book a call with you, bye. They're not booking a call with you. Okay. Like yeah. it needs to be easy. Do not make people work hard to work with you. It should be mm-hmm. so easy. It should be click. Here's how you can work with me. Click scheduled and it's done. Like it needs yeah. to be very seamless. Okay. Mm-hmm. Business owners are coming to you because they're busy yep. and they need help. Okay. Mm-hmm. If their first very first interaction with you is like, good God, how do I book this lady? They're not going to want to work with you. Like you're already making their life harder. So having a link in the bio and a discovery call is so crucial. And I go, I mean, we didn't really talk about this, but in my program, I go very in depth, like deep about the discovery calls because they are so important. This is where you are going to get to know your potential client and if they're going to be a good fit for you. Because I'm telling you right now, not everybody's going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. They're just not. And I'm not talking like they don't want to hire you. I'm talking like you don't want to work with them kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, you know, asking the right questions and knowing how to run a discovery call is not only going to make your business more enjoyable because you're going to have clients that you actually like working with. Mm -hmm. But not only that, knowing how to run a discovery call is going to seal the deal. That's how you're going to get clients to book with you. Yeah, I I actually need to look at my statistics, but I'm pretty sure that it's somewhere probably like 70% of the people that book a discovery call with me end up using my services. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to people where they're like, I've had so many calls, I've never booked a client. Okay, well, then that's there's a problem there, right? So there Mm -hmm. there might be a problem with the messaging you're putting out there, like the type of people you're attracting, or the way you're running your calls. Mm hmm. Well, this has been a super helpful episode. I feel like we've covered a ton of stuff. Is there anything that we've left out as far as how to get started as a VA? I know you have your program, which I'm glad people can go there and kind of learn in your free masterclass a little bit more. Yeah. So my, my best advice and what I tell people is there are so many times that I see that, well, like I want to start as a virtual assistant and I, 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 I'm always understanding, but I have to keep it real with people. If you think you are going to launch a uber successful business and scale to six figures and do all these things from free YouTube videos, (laughs) that is probably not going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need to step up and want to go all in and invest in your business. And I'm not telling you, you need to go spend $10,000 on a course. No, you don't need to do that. But hiring a mentor 
enrolling in a course, doing these things is why my business took off the way that it did. Mm -hmm. I did not do this completely on my own. Of course, I made mistakes too, right? Like, and that's why I understand, like, we've all been there. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if it's going to be successful. So I don't like want to invest money. And then it flops. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like uh, in the middle, right? So like I invested, but I like didn't invest as much as I knew I should have to, to get started. It was like maybe a couple hundred bucks. And then what happened is, yeah, I learned some stuff, but I had so many other questions because yeah. I didn't. I didn't go for the all in. I didn't go for the one that's going to teach me everything I need to know. I took the piece of the pie. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I need the rest of the pie so I can like really do this thing. Yeah. So my advice is if you can, if you are really serious about getting this started is to find someone that you align with. Not everybody teaches the same. Like some people I know out there in the virtual uh, assistant industry, they have courses that are like, six month schools, right? Then there's others that only teach how to get clients, you know, uh, through Fiverr, right? Like, what do you want to do for Mm -hmm. me? And what I teach my students is we're going to get in, we're going to do the program and you're going to be on your way. Like within a week, you're going to know everything you need to know about being a virtual. Like we're fast (laughs) tracking. Okay. Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're, we're here to start making money ASAP. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody could go into my program and learn everything they need to know to start their business, how to get clients, how to set up their softwares, how to do everything in a weekend. Okay. And the thing is that you'll have, you have access to my program, at least a lifetime access. So even if you watch everything, you have to go back, you go back. They have access to me in the Facebook group. So six months from now, if you're like, I just got my first discovery call and now I'm like freaking out, you just go in the Facebook group and I'm there to coach you through. So it really provides that kind of support. And that's what I always tell people. If you really want to be successful and be successful fast, find a mentor that is where you ultimately would like to be. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be uh, getting clients from Fiverr that are going to pay you like $15 an hour, then don't go with that coach. Find a yeah. different coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my best piece of advice. And like I said, I do have a program, the VA Launch Accelerator, that. If you are interested in learning all the steps that you have to take to become a virtual assistant and and kind of launch your business, that would be my recommendation if it's something that you wanted to learn from me and my style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, along those lines, do you want to go ahead and tell people where they can find you and how they can learn more information about your programs? Definitely go to my Instagram, Jessica Newman underscore big. And then on TikTok, it's getting social with Jess. Both of those places have link in bio where you can find my free class. You can find the 60 services download. You can also find access to any programs that I currently have running, which includes the VA launch accelerator. I also even have referral links for you guys to get things that you need for your business really discounted or, you know, free special free trials, all that. So I I have everything in the links in my bio and I'm always sharing tips, information, motivation for people that not only want to start a virtual assisting business, but just want to start something, right? Mm-hmm. When you have the skills for a virtual assisting business, you can start any business you want. It, 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 the possibilities are endless. Once you get your foot in the door and you get going, there's so many other ways that you can go with it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our audience has learned a lot as well. I really appreciate you joining us for this episode. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for tuning in to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at First Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode. Oh,